Welcome to Jack Howard Colour, the podcast. Today's guest, I'm really proud to have on. Her name is Rachel Williams, Rachel W. Stylist on Instagram. She has a fantastic story that she's going to share with us. Welcome back to Jack Howard Colour, the podcast. Today, I am super excited. I'm recording this from the USA, which is really great. And I have a USA guest today. Her name is Rachel Williams. She's in Arkansas. Rachel W. Stylist on Instagram. Rachel and I connected a couple of years ago on Insta, and we've been following each other. And we finally got to meet up at Behind the Chair. So, Rachel, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So excited. I'm super excited. I really want to, I mean, I've, I've enjoyed talking to you and, you know, I think there's this really great connection we seem to have. But, you know, you've been behind the chair for 21 years. I'm just going to read my notes here. You've been a, you were a salon owner for 12 years. Um, you trained under Michael O'Rourke in the USA, of course. You've been a BTC member since 2018. And then this year, you won one shot overall winner for haircut so congratulations on that I was there that night to see you win that so that I mean that's an amazing achievement thank you so much thank you so much um Rachel where did it all start for you really let's let's I, I want to know how the passion started so it started like so young for me I had um a grandma my grandmother was a huge part of my life she was Miss Arkansas she was a beauty queen and I mean, wouldn't leave the house without like, look, like it was really important, like to look nice in appearance and, and hold yourself really well. And that was her, her thing, you know, and it was ingrained within me. And I just loved watching her get ready and put her eyebrows on and, and just like all her jewelry and her hair. And, and I just was always, I always have been drawn to hair and I would sit there and just do her hair and, and then I would do my mom's hair. And so it's like always been a fascination with me is this like the beauty side of things. Um, and, and so it's always been something I've been drawn to. Um, so fast forward to getting like, as I, you know, grew up in life and I was in college, but I was, I worked in a salon in college and I ran the front desk and did all the appointments and it was really awesome because I could be a part of this industry and I just loved it. So that was just, that was, you, you went, you left high school at 18. Right. And you, as they do in the USA, and then you went to college to study something. What did you go to study? I was, um, in criminal justice. So, wow. (laughs) you know, I think I'm a detective on part-time still. Like (laughs) I wanted to be a FBI profiler, um, you know, crime and, and, and investigation just always interested me as well. And I was, you know, going to go to college and I was going to be an FBI profiler. Um, (laughs) wow. That, I don't think I've met anybody that's wanted to do something so different from right. what, where they end up. So that's really interesting to me. But to pay for your way through college, which every American student has to do, you got yourself a part-time job in a salon. I did. So I bartended and work in a salon. So I had two jobs. And I would bartend at night and then I would work on this. I would work at the salon part-time in between my classes and on weekends as well during the day and then bartend at night. Um, so I was always really busy, but... I just loved the, I love hair. So it's kind of like two worlds pulling at you, you know? And um, I went and I went and got my hair done. And I, I, I remember sitting there and I, I had this amazing hairstylist and she was so fun and she was so cool. And the environment was so amazing. And I just, she was a single mom and she just like, like I knew she made really good money, but she also like really loved what she was doing. And that honestly was the moment as I was getting my hair done. It's like, I need to just do this. Like I'm, I'm like, I love this atmosphere and, and like how she made me feel. I think, you know, making the joy of us really making people feel good. That's like a satisfying, you know, satisfying to us as well. Like, um, and so, I, I was like, really just pulled, I, it pulled at me. 
And so I made the decision I was going to go to hair school. And what was, so your dad was in the military, of course. Uh-huh. Um, what, what was the reaction at home when you said, okay, I'm going from criminology to hairdressing? It's a, it's, it's a big shift. Uh, it's a totally big shift. Um, and my dad was very mad, upset with me. I didn't get support from him. Um, he just couldn't believe I would leave college. He couldn't believe I would make that decision, you know, and it, it actually said some pretty cool, cruel things to me. My mom, on the other hand, was very supportive. My grandmother was very supportive, but um, my father was not. And he, he later, <laughs> about 15 years later, apologized, <laughs> but it ended up sending one of my sisters to hair school. Um, but yeah, it, it wasn't, it wasn't good. He didn't, it didn't go over well with him and he was actually very cruel about it, to be really honest. At least he finally came around in the end. And I mean, it's surely now to see what you've done and oh, yeah. with your career and where you've gone. I mean, it's, it's amazing. He's really proud now. And I think that, you know, this in his mind, it was the typical hairstylist, you know, um, reputation that we get, like the mindset that hair people have about hairstylists. And we talk about this a lot in our industry is like, oh, we're mm. just, we couldn't cut it in college or we're lazy. We didn't go to school. We just sit around with our curl and irons and gossip, you know, about people with our clients. And, and, you know, we're just going to make the bare minimum because we have really, we're not intelligent. And so, yeah. and so it was the typical, like what he thought, like he, my dad is a military man and his generation as well. So is, you know, different. <laughs> so, so it was, it was a struggle at the beginning. Um, but you know, I didn't let that, that hinder me. And actually like, oh. it kind of like, it kind of just made me go harder too. It was like, all right, like I'll show you. And, <laughs> and I did. So. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you're obviously intelligent to be able to, you know, in that, in the traditional sense of the manner to be able to go to university and study criminology and all those things. Do you think that that skill set set you up really well for your, your training in the industry? I do. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's interesting because like, um, when you're, when you're in that type of work that I wanted to do, it's like really being able to read a situation and read people. Um, and, and I think all of us like that are super successful are really good at that. Hairstylists have this ability. You have to, to read the room and read the client and know how to have conversation, know how to, how to, um, look at the signs of, of, you know, when they come in, you'll be able to assess them just by looking at them, like, like what their needs are, what their lifestyle is. And I think we're really good at zoning in on conversation as well, like having a topic that can open a client up. You know, I think that it's, it's an important, it's an important uh, attribute to have Yes. when we're, you know, dealing with people. Yeah. I mean, people skills are super, super important, aren't they? Right. Um, so you're so you go to and in America, of course, yeah, you, you have to do the the college thing. You can't be an apprentice um, like you can in some European countries. So you have to go to college and you have to do your hours to get your license to practice. And so what? It was in Arkansas that you you went to study, yeah, or did you study somewhere else? No, I was. I was in this little town, um, Jacksonville, Arkansas. My husband at the time was in the Air Force, so it was this little hair school outside of the air force base. Right. And, and so I would go to night school because I had small children. So I would have the children in the day while my husband was at work. And then I would go to hair school from five to nine 30 at night. And, um, it's a 1500 hour, like for it's, it does differ state to state. Some States require like 2000 hours, like California requires more hours. So for, for where I was, it was 1500 hours. And even though I was at this small hair school and it wasn't like a big, you know, name or brand or whatever, I was really grateful because my 
the owner of the school and one of the instructors, um, she, she really taught us to open our minds and to really learn different lines and learn different ways because we're all so unique. And so what one works for one person doesn't the other. And that was really her philosophy. And I also had the, uh, my, my main instructor was uh, Miss Carla, Carla Jones. And I still talk to her to this day. Love it. Was an amazing, strong black woman. And she was the, actually the first black student to go to Arthur's back in the day and um, then became a hairstylist, became a barber, became a barber instructor license, had it to salons in a barber salon and also taught. And so, so I was really introduced to, you know, that was, that's a big thing right now, like, um, you know, different textures and learning on everything, but I was always taught that, Wow. you know, so because because of my instructor, um, she made sure that we learned all textures of hair. Yes. Which was really amazing. It's a huge conversation in the industry, uh, you know, in Europe and in the USA at the moment, because, you know, talk about an industry that is um, divided in many ways, that, you know, people aren't taught different, all different aspects of hair. And it's so nice to see that it's changing for the better, but it's also so wonderful to hear the story, the stories of people who were trained in everything, right? you know, in all times. Right. And I'm, I'm very yeah. grateful to her. She taught me a lot of life, life lessons. She was, she's just an amazing human being and we still talk to this day. So I'm very grateful for that school. Like I didn't go to a big fancy school, but I learned so much and it's really helped me throughout my career as well. Right. And so you did your 1,500 hours at night school. So that was even longer, right, to get through that. Right. But I did switch to day school because I was like, I wanted to get into the salon. So <laughs> I, I put, I had, um, I put um, my, my, my oldest son was in school. So I put my other two in a daycare so I could finish up faster. And I, and I graduated. Um and after graduating, I went straight to, I, I was an assistant. So I picked like the hottest salon in Little Rock, Arkansas. It's the capital of Arkansas. And I was like, I want to learn from the best. I want to be the best and I want to learn from the best. So I went to this amazing salon and I got the job. I walked in, had a resume. We didn't have Instagram and like we didn't really email a lot. So I just walked in. And made sure I looked nice and had a resume w waiting for them. And I was interviewed right away and I got the job. So I assisted under a color specialist for about almost a year. And then I moved back to, te I moved to Texas after that. Again, the whole thing about you come out of school with a qualification, right? So, and it, you can go, you can set up shop, you can do whatever you want with that. But you took the path of actually going in, and so I've got my I've got my license. But now I need the skill sets to actually do the hair. I need to be in this environment to drive me and encourage me. Which actually, in many ways, you've carried that through your life. Yes, in your career that you've you've surrounded yourself with people that have um, supported you and helped you grow and developed you and kept you on your toes. Which, which I think is the lesson in our industry anyway. Absolutely. I, I, it's, I always want to, I always surround myself for people that inspire me that I want to be like, um, I never, you know, uh, Mary who's from behind the chair. I love this, this quote. She said, she said, you never want to be the smartest person or the best in the room. No. So if you're the smartest or the best in the room, you're in the wrong room. And that really resonates because I, I, I wholly agree with that. And um, you know, I was actually like, thought I was so good in hair school. And then when I was going into salons and like putting resumes in, I was like looking around at the work and I was like, I know nothing. <laughs> I am not good. <laughs> you've got to have some confidence, right? You've got, you've got right. to believe in yourself though. I mean, it just. Right. Absolutely. You have to recognize that you might think you're the best then suddenly maybe right. you're not. Right. right. Yeah. And so I did, I wanted to learn and I wanted to know the business better. I wanted to be able to really bring it and learn how to, you know, be success, successful and build a clientele in the right way. And I think that when you just 
get out of hair school and, you know, get on a suite by yourself or, you know, you go to a salon that doesn't um, cater to education and to team building, then you really hinder yourself. And, and I think that's why a lot of stylists don't make it and they like end up doing something else because they, you know, different decisions. And um, so, yeah, I was important for me to go assist. And then I, I had to move back to Texas. I, I worked in Texas for about four years and I worked for Aveda after that. So, I mean, what, when I moved to Texas, I worked for an Aveda salon and that, you know, the great thing about that was I was, they, they gave tons of education. Yes. And I really dived uh, in, in the way that they do their color and, and, and mix it. So I really had to learn how to, that color will, you know, because in Aveda, they have like neutrals with the pigments and you make the color. And so that was a whole nother concept. And, um, but it really taught me the, to be, how to, to really understand color, the color will, and to be technical. So I, I, you know, again, that really helps me understand that part of our industry, which I love color. So it's, it's funny, isn't it? Because you, you come out of school thinking that you know it all and the stuff. And I think that there was a time when color was not necessarily the forefront of the industry. It was always the the cutters right. at the front of the salon and the colorists at the back right. and whatever. And the color education didn't seem, well, it certainly wasn't for me. I didn't have access to really strong color education for a long time in my career. And it was, I sort of avoided color um, because it is, there is so much of it and there's so much to learn and you're continually learning through it. So it, again, you sort of, you sort out uh you sought out a place where you could upskill yourself. So mm-hmm. this, is, this is a theme that runs through your your career. Yes, yes. And I, and I just like, I always, like I said, I always want to, like if I'm weak at something, I want to go somewhere that I know that's going to make me strong at it and that I can, I can learn. And so yeah. that was important to be in a salon that really catered to color and education so I could get stronger and understand and be better at it. And you also talked this bit, and this bit's a, a huge conversation. Again, there seems to be so many, there's so much change going on in the industry anyway. And you talk about surrounding yourself with people, How and it's exactly how I feel, but the, about the people that leave the industry, the people that go straight into the suites um, and are working on their own. And there's something really isolating about that. Uh, not to say that it's wrong, because of course, the you know, not everything is, is for all of us. Right. But that idea of just working on your own, if you are not really, truly motivated, you must, I would feel that I would get left behind. Absolutely. In that. I, I agree with you. And I think that, you know, uh, it, it's, it, it's, you're right. Uh, there's, there's different, different strokes for different folks, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. But, but for the hairstylist that is newer, and that hasn't, doesn't have the experience. And I think it takes a good five years to even be where you can say, okay, like I'm getting okay at this, you know, like I, mm-hmm. I have a, I have a sturdy ground on this, but like, if you're not putting yourself in a place that can inspire you, help educate, that you can learn how to deal with, um, building your clientele, how you can learn how to keep clients. You learn just the, the social aspect of how to run a business. Um, if you, if you, if you don't do that, I feel like it really isn't an, it it puts you at a disadvantage and, and I don't think you'll fully grasp like your potential because we all need, I mean, I don't care who you are. Like, like I personally like to ha- be surround myself with a team versus being in a suite by myself. Um, even after doing this 21 years, like, yeah. you know, I think that's just really important for me because that's like, that's food. That's like food for the soul. Like it's, it's food for like, it's, it gives us the energy to like keep on going. And when you take that away and haven't learned it's, there's so many layers in our industry. There's just too yes. many to just put yourself in a room and not be able to experience that. Um, you also don't, you know, besides not not getting 
stuff, getting more knowledge, getting, you know, learning, learning how to do stuff. You also don't contribute. Right. Unless you've got a great network of people around you where you can get together. And, um, and I speak from that in a, as a, a, you know, from a, a role where you're, you know, sort of a, a global ambassador, and the, but there's only one of you, right? And then who else do you talk to? Who else do you bounce off? Who else do, who can you pass stuff onto as well as pick stuff up from? And um, I think it's, it worries me that, a lot of young people seem to think that that's the way to go. And we see the too many of the problems of working in salons and in groups. We see too many of the downsides and not always enough of the positives. Right. And I, I agree with you. And I will say, like, I guess when you really take the time to pick where you want to place yourself yeah. is when you don't fall into toxic, toxic situations. I have been always very careful. Um, I don't have a picking of where I wanted to go. And um, I haven't ever been in an environment that I didn't gain from. And, 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 and even if there might have been a toxic person, it wasn't a toxic salon. And in a positive like salon, that toxic person doesn't last. Um, and so unless they, unless they own it, unless they own it. and I have yeah. never worked with somebody that was toxic. That was an owner. Like I, I am 21 years and I've never experienced that. Um, so, so that's, you know, because of like, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very lucky. I don't know if that's, if it's luck because I, I do really like, take my time. And I do like research yeah. the salons I'm going to. And I, I go in the salon and I, I check it out. And, you know, I always say, go get your, a blowout there. Like before you, you know, go, go into that salon and get a blowout and go just watch everything. I, I popped, I popped into a salon the other day. I mean, I'm looking for a base here in, in DC, right. And I popped into a salon and it was just an off chance. And I just I hope you don't mind. And I just wanted to have a look around. And I did that in London too. Um, and it throws people off guard. I mean, I don't mean to do it, but it's like, I, I don't want to see the fake environment. I want to right. see it in its, in its true form before, right. you know, before I join. Right. Kind of but even if there are toxic people in there, there are toxic people everywhere. In everywhere. Life, right? I mean, right. you know, in the safe way, in the, in the grocery store, there are toxic people, but you learn how to manage them or how to manage that situation and not take it on board you. And I think they're great lessons in life. Um, one of my first, so when I went to Alveda and I, this is, it really inspired me and I got to experience two different situations in the same salon. And because I, it was such a new way to, to do color. I looked at this one stylist and she was, she, she was an, uh, an, like had been doing hair for a long time. And, and I looked at her and I asked her a question. I was like, Hey, like I'm, you know, it was a color question and she wasn't kidding. She looked right back at me and she goes, figure it out. I had to. Ouch. And, um, I was just like, oh my gosh, like she, this is, but then there was another woman and I can say her name. She's amazing. Her name was Kathy and was just so had done hair for so long and was this amazing colorist. Like she was so good and she would let me sit in her room. Let me mix up color. Even though I was an assistant, like I was a booth runner and, and, and would, would teach me. And so I experienced two different situations in the same salon. What, and what I would want to be like and what I never want to be like. And it really resonated me with me. And if I didn't have that Kathy to come along and say, hey, I got you and, and put her hand out and help me up, you know, the younger stylist. Like, I, I, you know, don't know if I would have been, I don't know if I would have stayed there. Like, I don't know what would have happened, you know. And, and so she really took me under her wing and um was there for me so i was that really stuck with me through my whole career those two different situations there's the figure it out or i'll help you figure exactly. it out it, and that's the piece it's i'll help you and i think that's really 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 fundamental in for all of us in our careers that we that we help each other and we're known for right. it you know we're known for helping new talent and for helping 
any talent, right. really. Right. So let's let's go back to Aveda because we've digressed a bit. <laughs> and of course, we always do, yeah. don't we? Three hours later, we still haven't ordered food. So, <laughs> so you're at Aveda, you're learning their concepts and you're, you're booth renting at this point, which is, um, you know, like renting a chair if you're in, in Europe. How did you get into education? Just, um, you know, after I kind of got on my feet, um, I actually relocated before I really got into education. So I ended up moving back to Arkansas. I lived in this little, I moved to this little small town outside of Little Rock. And um, I worked for this. Oh, there was, oh, you talk about like just still magnolia's hair salon i don't know if you ever seen that movie with dolly Parton, i love but... that movie i love that movie yeah <laughs> and and so i mean i was like oh whoa like they didn't foil and they didn't like their haircuts were like nothing they weren't charged i was like oh my god you know what am i gonna do so what i did is open my own salon and um took that on and and then i also had to train because it really wasn't in that area. Like, you know, but I also did attract stylists that were go-getters as well. And I think your vibe attracts your tribe, you know, and I was doing something different in this little bitty town. And I was like, you don't, I mean, people lived in this town and would commute to the big city to work. So this didn't, the whole, like, you're in a small town, you have to charge less was like, BS to me. I'm like, no, you, you work in the big town. Y'all live here because you don't want to pay for private schools and, and the school districts are crazy yes. in the big city. So you live here for the school district, but you're making, you, 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 no, that didn't, that didn't fly with me. So I wanted to create something different in this small town. And then with that, I had to train a lot of stylists. And I loved it. And I really, I, I really just found my passion and, you know, t- teaching. And it was just my people. Like I wasn't going in and teaching other for brands or anything. It was just teaching within my salon yes. and starting a mentor program for my stylist. I love this. Because so that's what started. I love this. Rachel can't find what she wants, so she makes it happen. And that, yes. that's very, it's like a, it's a life choice, isn't it? Absolutely. And, and I was like, hey, like, this is a growing place. Like, you know, we like, no, I'm going to do this. Like, I'm just, and, and you know, people used to say, aren't you nervous? I never, aren't you scared? Isn't this like scary for you to just do? And I was so confused by that. And I was like, no, like why is that scary? It's just, I, I just wanted to create a space that was for me and my ideas. And so, um, I didn't look at it as maybe ignorance is bliss because I was young and was like, why not, you know, kind of thing. But, um, I, I did it. And then I started training my staff and my stylists and, and then the spark for education really like, I love doing it. So that, led me to, I went to this hair show. Michael O'Rourke came to Little Rock. And at the time, he had just sold Big Sexy. And That's Big Sexy hair, um, for those of you that don't know. Big Sexy yeah. hair, yeah. yes. He had just sold that. And he started this sister company called Rock Your Hair. And he was going to launch it in the salons. And so he was doing this educational tour of his um, way, his haircutting technique called Angles in Motion. And I was, I wanted to take that class and get to learn, like just learn about the product or whatever. So I went to this class and I just found that man. So he's a great educator and like his energy was just amazing. I mean, he's, he's, his accomplishments are are amazing as well. Like he's Naha awards, his story coming from South Africa as an orphan. Like he like came to LA, like everything was just you know, I really like, again, look up to people that create, you know, th- like, I love that story that come from nothing and build themselves up. There's no excuses, like come to another country and do it, you know? And so I really hit it <laughs> off with, with I, I really hit it off with his daughter. Um, his, her name was, her name is Ashley, Ashley Award, and she ran everything for him. And um, I was like, Hey, how do I do this? 
how do I, how do I get on this team? And she kind of laughed at me. I go, no, like I'm, I'm not even kidding. Like, I'm not kidding. Like I'm not being cute right now. She goes, oh, oh, honey, you're not, are you? And I was like, no. And she's like, all right, well, I'll come to your salon tomorrow. And she did. And it was, I just started, like, I, I didn't have my salon all like pretty yet. Like it was still in the process. Like I was like, oh my God, she's going to think whatever. And she didn't, she didn't even blink once, like at all. And she's like, I'll tell you what, you're going to come to the Institute of Courage. We teach, you know, my dad teaches this weekend class and it's in the Topanga Mountains in California. And then we're going to bring you there and you're going to take this class. And then we're going to talk from there. So I did that. Um, did, you have to, did you have to pay for that class? I did. Yeah. Uh, they're quite a good marketing skill though, right? I know. I didn't have to pay full price. Like she did half it for me, um, but I did have to pay for it. And, you know, at this time, like it, the hair industry is so different than it is now. Like, you, yes. if you wanted on these teams, you paid for everything and you did free work. Like there was no, I'm going to fly you down here and send you my products first. And like, I'm going to have this relationship for you with you. It was, you get your butt down here and let me see you work and let me see how bad you want it. And then I might talk to you. So yes. <laughs> it was a little different. But you so know, I did that. <laughs> that doesn't happen either, though, unless you now, unless you've got a lot of right. influence on an Instagram page. And we'll talk about Instagram in a minute. I mean, you know, you don't just open a shop and they say, oh, we'll fly you somewhere. You have to have right. something that somebody wants. And, you know, again, we, you talked about Mary earlier. She talks about how, you know, the industry's changed from the sort of, you know, you assist backstage or you carry some carts in or something and then somebody taps you on the shoulder and you gradually move up the steps and you know it's a it's a it's a different it was a different mm -hmm. process to what Absolutely. it is today um but you there are still, steps, still steps right there are still right. steps that you have to take right. yeah it, uh, you just have a little bit more control or you think you have a little bit more right. control of it now but the, uh, let's go back so they the, let's, we digress again <laughs> i love this about you again. so you're you're there, you're in the mountains, you're doing his yes. course. I'm in the mountains, I did his course. And, and what an experience that was. Like just, it was, um, he, you know, again, it, was, it wasn't it was just that we, it was so many different parts to this class. It was a two day class and, and um, it really just put more fire into me. And I mm. was like, and I looked at Ashley, like at the end of the class and I was like, okay, I want to do this. What do I need to do? And she used to say, oh, darling, I'll, I'll call you. I'll, I'll let you know. darling. I'll let you know. And I looked at her and I grabbed her hand and I said, not aggressively, <laughs> but I wanted her to know I meant it. I go, no, but I mean this. And she said, okay, darling, I will call you. And she did. So um, I started, I did some more um, training with, I took some more training uh, classes with how to, to do his technique. I learned some product classes of, of, of their product line. And then they were, they, they brought me on to their hair show circuit. So I would go to these hair shows and I would set up the stage. I would unpack the crates. I would set up the stage. I would with her, she's a, a just amazing woman. And like the work, she just works like and she would say, this is hard work, but you need to know how to do it with her accent. Like, you're going to have to know how to do this. Like you, everything, you have to know everything about this. And so I would set it up with her. Then I would, the thing about Michael Work is Michael Work never leaves the stage. There are no breaks. The man will start when it, when it starts. The only time he leaves the stage is when he goes to main stage and they come straight back to that booth on stage and he holds the crowd the whole time. Yes. And it's, it's just nonstop. And so I would help blow dry style, clean hair, you know, like sell products, like whatever, nonstop. I would do that after the show. I would help. I would pack up the stage. None of the other educators ever helped do that. And, um, and, and then as time went on, and I wouldn't get paid really for this. 
like I, I didn't get paid for this like um, at all. I would go to salons and help start accounts for their products. Uh, I went through all through Texas and did that for them. And I, I did a photo shoot. I got the model. It was for Allure magazine. I got the model. It's my clothes. I helped with it. And, you know, of course my name's not on it, <laughs> but it was just right. part of it. Um, so I did this for, you know, about three years. And, and then I was at that time, you know, some personal things came up in my life. I, I wanted to sell my salon. I needed to zone in on my family and, and make some moves for my family. And also rock your hair was kind of going more to like Walmart. They had did a, they did a big um, deal with Walmart and it wasn't going to be in salons exclusively. So I made the decision to leave the team and kind of focus on family for a little bit. It, it's always women who have to tend to do these things, right? It, it's like, you know, careers, it seems like, you know, either with a single moms or, you know, whatever it is, mo- right. moms, women don't get to just chase the dream. They also have to, it seems like look after the kids and look after the home. And it's like, there's, all these things that you've got to juggle that a guy generally doesn't seem no. to, to do. Um, <laughs> they generally don't. I, and, it, and, yeah. and also like, you know, oh, when we get into, uh, in that, this is a conversation for when like Instagram happened, but like also doing this work with, with this, you know, with them taught me a lot. And, what, and I would see there were no women. I, I would, I remember like, there was probably Tabitha Coffee would be at the hair shows and she was, you know, an amazing, she still is, you know, part of our industry. Yes. Was the only really woman I would see on stage or like see like throughout the hair show that was like, well, no, are given, you know, and, and, and it was men, it was men. And I, and I, I did have an educator look back at me and say, I don't know why you think you're going to be on stage or a woman. And that really came out of their mouth. It's horrific. And he really did say that. He really did say that. And believed it. But that was the attitude that just shows you. And I don't, and I say this knowing that it wasn't the attitude of all men, but it was an attitude that was there and very strong, Mm -hmm. you know, in, in our industry, you know, an industry that is, sells billions of dollars to females and hairstylists you know if you look at our percentage we're 98 percent women yes. behind the chair and how come so the men take the the men or took the get the, all the stages and all the glory and they get to do you know travel the world and and do all these things because you know that when things you know the women are at home with the kids you know or they're it, it's not even that they're not even given the opportunity Mm. Yeah. So they weren't even given that kind of opportunity and every brand didn't do that but a lot of brands did and yeah. so and it is what it is it's, and i'll, I'll say it's that. a generalism right it's, we're, it, we're, it's not everybody we're not tarnishing everybody with right. that but it's a generalism and it's i think it's a, a, a glaringly obvious one at that but times have definitely yes. changed yes they have and 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 you know what really with the social media, with Instagram switching and we have social media now, that really catapulted um, so many. And, and there's good, there's pros and cons to everything. But one of the major pros of that is it really highlighted, it gave, I, I know for me, I can speak for myself, way more opportunities. And I was taking, I was taken way more seriously and more valued when you create this, you know, brand of yourself and you show and you have followers and like, Oh, people like this person. They like her. And so I, it gives you, it gives the, the educator more, more power that way. And so things shifted, I think hugely because of that, it it kind of, kind of broke down the good old boy club a little bit. I think we've got lots to talk about on that one. You, so you take some time out 
the the brand is, isn't going where you want to go anyway. You take right. some time out, focus on your family for a moment, which we all have to do in our lives. Right. And then where where was Instagram at this point? And where were you on that? Okay, so I took some time out. I sold my salon. And then right as I moved three hours away. So I, I came back to the hometown <clears throat> I, I was born um, in Fable and Arkansas. And I completely, you know, I, I don't like to say start over, but like I, I, I did, I restarted my life, you know? Yes. Um, and, and along that journey, I had a lot of losses too. So I, I had major losses and I came to this town and kind of a shell with, was shocked by like in shock and, and, and trying to just get my life in order. And, um, I had to build a clientele and Instagram had just like gotten really big. And I, I, and there wasn't like any options for me to go to commission. So straight booth rent, straight, straight booth rent. Um, again, I, you know, researched and looked at strong salons and interviewed and got the, you know, purposely picked the salon that, you know, the salons I wanted to work at. And, um, so I knew that I was in a good place to start and, um, I, I went home and I was really frustrated and my daughter was seven, she was 17 at the time. And I said, I don't know, like, this is, I, 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 I don't know how I need to make money. Like, what do I do? Am I going to be able to do this? And she said, mom, you're so good at this. This is what you love. Get on Instagram. You do it anyway, but really get on it change it to a business, take all your personal like stuff off of this and make this hair. And here's how you do t- hashtags. Wow. I, was like, I was like, all right. So she actually, my daughter, Megan is really like, was like, no, you're not quitting. This is what you do. And this is how you can do this. And that's what I did. And in six months I was fully booked Cause I, I know how to hustle. I know how to climb. I know what it takes. Yes. And in six months I was fully booked. Um, it had even a wait, like a wait list. And, um, and then I was like, all right, got my groove. I'm doing this. Now I want to get back in education. And so I see this, um, you know, of course I follow behind the chair and all the, you know, the big platforms and the brands and really researched what they had to say and really listened to what they were looking for. And then I would go to the, like the, the the educators they were using and I would look at them and like, listen to what, like what made them, like what makes them stand out and what makes them, you know, the brands want them. And I really listen to that. This takes you back. This takes me back to the beginning of the conversation when you were doing the whole profiling thing at college, right? You were profiling the industry. Yes, absolutely. Seeing what other people do, seeing what other people are talking about and seeing what resonates with the audience that you want is an incredibly important piece of what we need to do in our industry these days now. Absolutely. It's like stop and listen and learn. Don't just flail around trying to like just put things out there. Like I really wanted to to, to do this and, and do it right. And so I did that. I listened to I listened to what Mary had to say. I would listen to other platforms. I would listen to brands. I listened to educators and I'm like, okay, I can do this. And so I just started posting and tagging and I would tag local and, you know, and for brands as well. And so I, I wanted to make sure I kept my local following and, and started going more national and just, just hammering it out there every day, like taking the time to take pictures, taking the time to post and educate. And then one shot came along and I actually did um, always kind of entered contests, but I was like, I really need to do this right. And, um, and platinum was huge back to this day of, of hair school in my little bitty town, bleach and tones and full bleach and tones were what we were, yes. yeah. what we were taught. 
And so everybody's all scared of platinum, but I'm like, I've been doing this 21 years. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Carla taught me this, like I got this, you know? And so I was like, okay, I'm really good at this. And, and I, my area didn't, there wasn't a lot, no stylists were scared to do it. And it was like just exploding. And so I was like, I'm going to post this because I can show that I can do this. And so it was like posting platinums because that was really big platinums and like, um, just the rainbow colors. I don't do those. Um, but I do, I do block, you know? So I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And so I went and got different people. I would find locally through the Instagram and say, Hey, will you be my model? Hey, will you be my model? We're going to do this a year for free. You're coming in like a normal client. I'm going to schedule you. I'm doing this for free, but you're going to take pictures and you're going to let me take videos and all these things. And you're going to come with your makeup on. So that's what like I did for this contest. And you know, that's what I did with, to grow my account. I looked after certain key people and they always got their appointments they wanted. And, you know, I got content and they did selfies and, you know, I wanted the right type of imagery for my page and the only way to get that right is and it's not that it's free because right. you're not giving that because they're actually giving you something back it's like a barter right isn't it it's right you know right. and I, it's such a clever and easy way to get content and get the kind of content you want by just setting aside time and and thinking about it is that you're generating money in long-term versus short-term goals. Absolutely. that, that You're right. And, and I 100% agree um, with that because it wasn't, and you know, I didn't do it just for one shot. I did it to, to track brands. I did it to yes. in a following. I did it to be taken seriously, to be like, who's this, who's this hairstylist? Who's this woman? Like, what is, she, whoa, what, what can she do? And so I, I just, I just kept on at it. Like every, like I posted every day. I, you know, it is another job. Like it was, you know, I just kept on, kept on, kept on. And then I entered one shot and I was nominated. Was that 2018 or was that before? That was 2018, 19, 20, 21. So I entered one, one shot, 2018. So I think that was 2017. COVID has us a year <laughs> taken. So yeah. I, I believe it was 17, 18, 19, 20, 20. I believe it's 2017 or 18. I'll have to look back. <laughs> it's one of the two. I am COVID's kind of got me back a year. Um, and and I was nominated with Megan. So it was it was actually the 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 hair show that was in San Antonio um, with behind the chair. So um I was nominated with her and you know it just felt so good and gave me so much more confidence. Like you're doing this. They're seeing you, you, you've done something right. You're, you're, you're on this. You're my God, you're staying, you know, you, you, out of all this work, yours was picked. Mine was picked. I didn't have big numbers. What you consider, they were big numbers to me, but it's not yes. what fans consider big numbers, but it, it, and so it was, it was such an accomplishment, you know, for me, like a personal accomplishment, and so I did that. And then I was top 25 and at the show I was top five and wow, like it just put a fire under me. And then, um, I just, it just made me work harder. I was like, now I got to keep on bringing this. I got to keep on doing this. I got to, I, you know, got to work harder. So I continue to bust it out <laughs> and do that. Do you think that, I mean, I mean, it's, it sounds a bit trifling, really, but it, it, it obviously changed, being nominated changed how you saw yourself as well, right? And how other people saw you. Absolutely. Suddenly with it becomes this new pressure. Yeah. Um, this, right. Right. I mean, you've got to enter it. You've got to enter it again, right? You can't just be a nominee. Right. You've got so to, what are you going to do next? Win it. What are you going to yeah, do next? Yeah, what are you going to do next? Are you yeah. going to are you know, when I, and I remember like what you know, were talking about Ashley Awork, who I just adore and was just a big part of, you know, teaching me a lot of things about our industry. But she said, and she's a tough cookie. She's a tough cookie. And she said, congratulations. Now do it again. 
And that was, that's what she had to say about it. And I'm like, I, she's right. Like, oh gosh, you know, now I have to really continue and elevate and, and get better and bring this. And, and it's, you know, the climb is the fun part. And then it's like, when you're not even at the top, but you're like at the ledge, like you're about to be like, where you're getting up where you want to be. That's kind of scary because <laughs> you gotta, you gotta keep on ele- elevating that. So yeah, it definitely, definitely does, ch- you know, change a lot of things. Um, I always think, but I like that. I always think it's like, well, you kind of think that that's where it's going to be. Right. And then you get there and then you're like, and you look up and it's like, oh my God. There's so much more. (laughs) There's so much more. And I think that's what a driven person is about. And I think that if you got to this point, and there's nothing wrong with this point, if you got here and you're happy, fantastic. Right. But to grow, you need, you can't just stay there for 10 years, can you? You've got to do something right I would have I would have personally I would have to do something I couldn't stay in one spot me neither Um, and I'm I I think we connect so much with that because that same mindset and I think it's a personality type as well you know and and what works for what what's good for one person you know the other person might want differently and that's the beauty of our industry because there's so many different avenues you can take to to fulfill those you know, different needs for different people. You know, Sam um, Walmart said, and I love this quote, somebody told me this years and years and years ago, he said, that, you know, in life, there's one packers, two packers and three packers. A one packer can just do one thing and a two packer can do multiple things and a three packer can do it, do it all. What you don't want is a room full of three packers, you know, so you don't want a salon full of three packers. You want a, a selection of people. And when you surround yourself by motivated people, whether they just want to pack one bag at a time or whether they want to pack three bags at a time, that's that's the joy of our industry. Absolutely. Okay, so top five, Rachel, top five for platinum. Top five is huge, right? Yes. Huge. It was for me, especially, yeah, it was huge. It was Platinum was huge that year. It was like when it was exploding um, and to be up there with people like that you inspire to that you just their work inspires you and you, you know, they inspire you as an artist was just like, oh, my God, I my, like my pictures by theirs, you know, like, yeah, like that was just oh, my goodness. It was just such an amazing experience. And it really it really put a more fire under you know in me to to elevate myself and 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 I wanted to do more and I and I wanted to win you know wanted to win I, I wanted to win eventually and and just you know at the time I still hadn't big I don't I didn't have a big following still which you would consider a big following um and so I was like okay I gotta I gotta work on that following I got to I have to like really bring this work, you know, I got to really bring it more. Um, and so that was my, my goal. And I just kept on and I got this message from Mary behind the chair and I'll never forget it. I was doing a color correction. So I hadn't checked my phone and I went in the back and I was taking my break and I see that I have this DM from Mary and my heart like dropped. I'm like, oh my God, Mary behind the chair is DMing me. Oh my God. And so I was kind of scared. So I'm like, what does she want? And so I opened it up and I read it. And, and at that time, there was a lot of, of us in the back. They were eating lunch and I just screamed. Oh my God. Like so loud. I think the front of the salon heard it too. It was like a true reaction. I almost like, I I probably almost cried. Like I teared up and I was like, is this really happening? She sent me this message saying, Hey, I wanted to reach out. I really love your work. And I really love that, you know, what you're doing. I usually don't ask you know, we know your numbers aren't real huge, but we value you and would love for you to be on the BTC team. Wow. wow, that's an achievement, isn't it? Yes. And of course, I was like shaking and being like, oh my gosh, yes, I will. Like what? <laughs> you know, um, and so that was the start of the BTC team. So that was almost not quite a year after I was nominated, but actually it was, it was maybe a little over a year. So, cause BTC that was, was, is August. No, it was actually not. It was about five months after I won, not didn't win. I placed top five, 
which is a win. Mm. It's a win. It's a win. It's a win. It's totally a win. Nominated. What are you talking about? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. like, what am I talking about? Um, so that was a huge win for me, um, professionally and personally too. And so about five months later, she did ask me, I got that DM and, you know, just the, the, and then Haley and Christy got on and like introduced me. We had phone calls and they were just so awesome and so supportive and just started working with brands. And, um, you know, I got a, a worked with a for a long time, did a tour with behind the chair. They're, they're on tour with a Um, I got, you know, I, I've come to have these amazing experiences yes. and been trained and all the things. So, and BTC, BTC, uh, of course, you know, Mary's got this, this eye for talent and she's got, she has foresight to see the way things that are going. I mean, nobody can take that away from her. I mean, what she's no. done right. for our industry is phenomenal. Right. Um, and she was just really clued in and, and against some really sort of negative pushback from a lot of people. She still succeeded and yeah. still supports so many people, myself she, included in that. Yeah, she absolutely does. And, you know, she still gets pushback. She still gets, and I yeah. think the person, you know, that's, it's, and you, we see this through the last two years, but like, it's constantly, you know, but she, she is such an amazing what she's done for industry, but what she's done for hairstylists, yes, you know, um, do, do is they, extraordinary. It is extraordinary. Do they teams sort of show you? Obviously, you had your training. You've watched and done, seen stage work, and you've been part of that environment. Do did the, did the BCC team help coach you and support you in all of that? Because I suppose a lot of people wonder what that's about. Right. So the BTC team, like they definitely support you, but really as far as training goes, they give you, they give you education. You have access to all the, the education, but it's the, it's like, they make sure the brand educates you. So that that's what, like, I always call them like the hair, the hair agents. So they're like your, you know, actors have agents and they help with contracts and they, they put you in the right places and that's their job. And right. so that's what behind the chair does. And, and so they also make sure you're paid and not, not, you know, four months down the, the road that you get paid that month. <laughs> yes. We can laugh about that, right. but we know, right. we know, you, you know, yeah. you know that, that 90, 90 days, days later, later. yeah, <laughs> 90 days later, that's none of that. You get paid that month. You get paid. They make sure that you're protected in contracts and, and that, that you're not taking advantage of where you can't work with other brands, like all these different things in, in the legal aspect as well. They really look up, af- they look after you and then they make sure, Hey, Hey, this, Hey brand, you're going to train them, right? Like we're not going to just throw our artists out there that have had no training and don't really mm-hmm. know your brand. So, so that's what they do. And they really are there to protect the, the hairstyles. Yeah. I mean, the and it's brilliant because I think a lot of, a, a lot of hairdressers, um, and it's no offense. We don't necessarily get business. We don't get business training at school no. and we don't necessarily understand contracts. I mean, you learn to from your mistakes on them, but it's so nice that there are people that can support you and help you with that stuff because it's a very difficult path to navigate, isn't it? You know, it, de- it definitely is. And, and and nobody, like, I don't know the fine print, you know, like, I don't know like, what, like the legal, like when, when things are put in this legal, you know, verbiage. And so they have their lawyer, they have their people that are like, you know yeah. what this means. So, yes. so it's, it's, it's really awesome what they do. And, and they really, you know, they are really there. They help. They help grown so many educators. Um, and 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 that's the thing. They want you to grow, and they're like, "Here you go, go fly." Yeah. You know, they don't nice. try to keep you and hold the, hold them hold you to themselves either. They want you to take opportunity, and so they're just. I mean, yeah, they've been really amazing for our industry. And it also the this promotion of talent based on talent is what I like about it too and so you're seeing people that you know you're like oh where did they pop from oh my god they're really interesting let me follow that and I think that's Instagram as well isn't it it's helped us it's helped us see 
so many other people that we wouldn't like you and me we would never have got to meet right 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 like you know you different, being in different a, countries different countries yeah. and, and like how beautiful is that like bringing our industry together like it has so you know with with so many like there's cons and pros and cons definitely such a pro to it and like yeah. instagram it really gives also it gives the hairstylist in Fayetteville, Arkansas, a platform for other brands in, in uh, to be national without having to you know, move to LA, to or, LA to New York. or New York. Right. right. Where yeah. usually we would have to move. Like I, I remember when I graduated hair school and they were like, what do you want to do? And I go, <clears throat> I am going to do famous people's hair, <laughs> you know, but in order to do that, I would have to move to LA and that wasn't in my cards through my life. But so it's like, I don't want to be famous, but I want my work to be famous <laughs> kind of thing. Um, yeah. And so recognized, right. Once everyone wants to be recognized in some right, way or another. Right. Yeah. And so that, that, you know, Instagram has given that to it's, it's leveled the playing field, leveled the playing field. Absolutely. Whether you're a man, woman, you know, whatever you choose to be and where you, it doesn't matter where you live, you know, it, 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 it literally leveled. We are, we all start from zero. Yes. But you've got to put, you've got to put the work into it. You do. Uh, do you know I mean? If you, if you don't do the work, then you won't, the, you, you can't like expect anything. Instagram to, yeah. It's Instagram like anything in do life. If you, you don't put in the work, it's not going to come to you. So you were definitely driven because you definitely put the work in and you've done that all the way through your career. And it culminated, of course, this August. The you know, the highlight, one of the highlights of the year for you has to be winning one shot for the haircut. Oh my gosh. I'm still like on cloud nine about that. Like, I'm still like, did this really happen? Um, yeah, I I did. I won all over a haircut. It was with my shag haircut. I love shags. I know. I see him in the background. <laughs> Look at you shagging it out. <laughs> I was inspired by you. I um, love so it. I, yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, you know, Wow, what a what a what an experience! Um, the show itself was so inspiring, and just being with, getting to be with hairstylists again after you know almost two years, and yeah, and and just we need each other. Yeah, like I'm gonna cry because like we do, we need each other, and and we we are the only ones that understand what it's like. Yes, you know, and and. So we need each other and we get strength from each other and to be in person and just to have that energy and that's just everyone supporting and being so grateful for each other and really humble. Like there was a, such a humbleness about that show because everyone's just grateful to be there and, and stylists coming from all over and, and, you know, it's in the middle of like there, the pandemic is still going on. And they're like, I have, I need this. Yeah. And, and good, you know, like it, it just, um, it really meant a lot. And to, to win, to win that category was huge um, for me personally as well. And to, to be able to win during this particular show. Yeah. I think really was um, an amazing moment. Family reunion, right? I mean, huge congratulations right? to you on that. I mean, I loved seeing you get up there. I loved your exception speech. I loved the fact that you won. Um, but that that weekend was just a weekend of badass, go-get, kick-ass people. The majority, 99% of the people at that event were women who yep. were all juggling so many different things in their life. And I found it so inspirational to be in a room of people that I was absolutely awe of, like fanboy moments everywhere. Mm -hmm. And all these people doing what I want to do, right? The dream, go go getting. And right. I, I came back really incredibly motivated and joyful from it. So right. you know, it was cool. Plus we got to meet properly. I know, we got to hang out and it was, I, I missed you. I was, I was yeah. like, oh. Why does he have to be so far away? <laughs> I'm not now. I'm not I know, now. But I it's, know. Still, it's still a plane ride, right? Right. But I, you know, Rachel, massive congratulations on your career so far. And I think that um, 
if people aren't following you, I mean, they're going to they're gonna see, if they stop following you, they're going to see a fantastic journey ahead of you. I know that. I just got that, that gut feeling in me. Oh, thank Thanks so much for coming on today. I do feel there's a part two in here. I really do. I'm down. We, yeah. <laughs> I think we do have more to talk about. <laughs> I think we do. So I'd just like to thank you for coming on. And uh, I think you're my, my um, first American guest while I'm in America, which is oh, really I nice. Oh, I love it. And I just wish you all the best in your career. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jack. Thank you for having me. It's been so much fun. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I did making it for you. Don't forget to subscribe on your channel that you download your podcasts from. iTunes is my favorite, but I know there are others out there. And also, if you want to follow me on stories on Instagram, it's Jack Howard Color, C-O-L-O-R, the American way, not the English way. And on Facebook, it's Jack Howard Color, C-O-L-O-R. And my website is www.jackhowardcolor, C-O-L-O-R.com. Thank you.